Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Humanity First, the Bamsey podcast, uh, our weekly look at life at Bamsey and beyond. Uh, and this uh, week, we're very uh, happy to have Caden Donovan with us, who uh, is the Transgender Health Navigator in our TCO program, a program which is small, but I would say packs a huge punch, uh, Caden. And I um, actually, the first time I met you was a couple of weeks ago um, when we were um, both attending um, a BAMSI event, which is actually our re recovery uh, learning community, uh, had an open house, uh, and Caden was actually uh, running one of the um, one of the what, what would you call them? One of the um, stalls, I guess, uh, and people were dropping by. We had um, we had uh, fire safety, we had um, uh, health testing, COVID testing, and we had the TCOR program. Uh, which was which? Can uh, you were there really? Sort of talking to people about uh, transgender uh, uh, services and rights and those kind of things. The reason that we're having this conversation today, I guess, is because it is uh, Pride Month uh, that was kicked off at the beginning of June, um, and all sorts of events all over the place. Um, and it's always interesting. I I was thinking, you know, why do we have all of these months and weeks? You know, we had we we're just coming off. Um, May is Mental Health Month. Uh, and I think those two things are really connected as we think about um, people um, and the vulnerabilities that people in the gay community have to uh, issues uh, like mental illness, specifically really, and let's call it what it is, uh, risk of suicide, um, which is not a, a chemical thing. It's a, in my opinion, an environmental issue related to uh, individual rights of human beings. So I don't think we're talking about anything more important right now than that um, and making sure that we live in a community and a, a country where the rights of all individuals are recognized and are equal. And I know, Caden, that you are a fierce um, a fierce warrior in that fight. Uh, I've seen you in action. So, um, so let's start with this whole uh, Pride Month. Uh, why? 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 Do you, why is it still necessary? Have we moved on from you know the the Stonewall riots in 1969? What what progress have we made? So for sure, I mean, we have absolutely made huge progress as um, like a nation together in terms of like LGBTQ rights and advocacy. Um, as you know, like we had the um, court case that was finalized in 2015 that would allow gay marriage to be federally recognized across the country. Um, but unfortunately, within the past like two ish years, we've had a serious attack um, of like a state level attack on trans children um, and LGBTQ teens. Um, so we more than ever need Pride Month in terms of advocating for trans rights, especially um, as we see in Texas and in Florida, like the conversations of gender and sexuality being banned to talk about in classrooms and um, trans people under the age of 19 being denied access to gender affirming health care like these are um, huge issues and as you've mentioned um, trans people and LGBTQ people in general experience a like sufficiently higher rate of suicide than um, straight people so that we do need pride absolutely pride is every day pride is all the time yeah yeah totally agree but let's talk about the juxtaposition for a minute because I'm fascinated by this um, you and I are of different generations, <laughs> couple maybe, but, uh, but, but, you know, when I think about when I was growing up, um, you know, probably in the, in the seventies and the eighties, um, there were, 
uh, and I grew up in a different country. I, I grew up in England, but it wasn't unusual to put the television on and there was some trope um, and uh, awful uh, representation of a gay person in a comedic and um, debasing way. And it was that was just what it was like. Um, fast forward to 2015, which I think was one of those moments in time that I actually smiled for a long time. You know why? Because we went from, I mean, you look at it, Obama did not want to go near this issue, right? And you think, okay, this guy is a relatively liberal human being, but he didn't want to take on the establishment about that. Today, um, I have three kids who are all, I think, around your age, maybe a little older. And it's not even an issue to talk about gay marriage. It's a thing. It is totally accepted, mostly. I mean, there are pockets of resistance from, you know, people who live on hate. But generally speaking, it's not, It we're not going to legislate that issue, I, I don't think, although, you know, Rick Santorum might have a couple of different ideas about that with the no uh, with the don't say gay stuff, but you know we've 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 made such progress, but inevitably there's a backlash with these things, and that's I think that's what we're experiencing now. So saying it's really important to keep this uh, issue alive, saying it's really important to keep our children alive, especially when they're coming into a world that doesn't look like the way they feel, uh, is so important. People who are coming out, people who are recognizing their sexuality, people who are uh, having the right to live an authentic life need role models, right? Like you, they need role models to know I can be accepted. I can be a person in this community and I can be successful. Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that part. It's finding the, the whole point of T-Core is just finding community and finding acceptance within your surroundings because community is such an important piece of pride that people tend to forget. Like we have the parades and we have the the balls and the fabulous dancing, but like at the core of pride is being able to find a community that you can just be your authentic self with and live authentically, no fear of harassment or persecution. Um, and that's the main message of pride is just finding that community. It's just so important. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, I, I was reading the other day about Rita Hester, you know, and there are people, you know, in our, in our different communities and, you know, Rita Hester was a, a, a member of a trans community who was um, murdered here in um, in Boston, I think probably two decades ago. I think it was probably 22 years ago that we're looking at now. And again, you know, um, there's been a, um, a mural commissioned, uh, I think it's in Alston, actually, in, in, in Boston. And that's, again, becoming part and parcel of the of the the discussion about humanity. Uh, and yet, um, as you say, there's been an uptick uh, in intolerance, not just around, um, not just around issues uh, in the gay community or the trans community, but also in, in, for people of color. You know, we are in a position in this country where there's a bit of a civil war going on, if you ask me. Um, and and I think that does mean that we have to keep fighting uh, for those rights. You know, um, I've worked in mental health for. I'm not going to say because it's far too long. But one of my mentors said to me when I was complaining about something, you know, stop complaining. You have to be a warrior. You know, you have to fight for everything that you that you feel is right. And do you feel the same, you know, 20 years on, 25 years on? Um, absolutely. Um, especially as like someone a part of the younger generation, what I have come to see is that 
we have a, a will and the urge to fight what's for what's right. And we don't care how we go about doing that because we see injustices so frequently displayed on like social media and like the news and everything. And it's hard to not see it. It's in our faces all the time. And we just get so angry and so determined to do something about it that like as a generation, I see such strength and gusto in what we're doing. And from social issues to, you know, like racial injustices, climate change, everything like that. I think my generation Gen Z is going to be a a force to be reckoned with when we're a little bit older. I think so. I think so. And uh, the politicians need to listen to that. Um, Gun control, I think, is another example of, um, or at least the gun issue, should I say? I shouldn't probably say gun control, but that, but you know, there is a, I, I feel a lack of tolerance for that. And tolerance is not always a good thing, but intolerance for those kind of things is very important. I think in that generation is, and as somebody of not of that generation, it's really wonderful to see. I, I have to say that. Um, so, you know, here we are. Um, BAMSI is an organization that's been around for 50 years. Um, I've only been here a couple of years, but the, but BAMSI leadership has always supported um doing the right thing, even when our communities don't necessarily agree with us. You know, I think very much about, <clears throat> excuse me, about our COPE program, about harm reduction programs. Talk a little bit about TCOR in terms of in, in terms of what we do. And also, you know, we're not quiet about that anymore. We don't need to be quiet about the services we provide to people in our communities. We don't need to sort of hide behind a bushel. We need to, to get that word out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was recently actually just at um, a Pride event in New Bedford, and I met a um, a gay couple that was um, together in the 1980s. And I told them what I was doing. I'm, um, you know, I do, I do like mobile HIV and SCI testing. I do like HIV case management kind of thing. And then all of these services for trans people. And they're like, we, we are so like appreciative of what you're doing because this is exactly like the lack of these programs and the lack of this is what, you know, ended up killing most of my friends in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. And we just had like such a moment of like connection and um, just all of the things that TCOR does in terms of like services were like providing gender affirming care referrals, um, doing HIV and SCI screenings. It's all, <laughs> like, we all talk about, oh, like get tested, make sure like you're clean. But when you're actually doing it, it can be kind of like a shame, like thing I've seen for a lot of people, they don't want to get tested because they're ashamed. Like, what if I have HIV? What if I have this, that? Like, that's totally cool. Like having HIV nowadays is not a death sentence. And we're really working on just breaking down that stigma around HIV in the, in terms of like the LGBTQ community, because that's, um, you know, the community that was really, really affected by that and like traumatized by that in the 1980s and continues to be traumatized by that. Totally. And I would recommend anybody to see um, the movie. Actually, I'm so old. I saw the play in London, um, uh, The Normal Heart, um, which is one of the best portrayals of what happened during that period in in that community. Um, But I'm showing my age. But, um, you know, I think I guess the question I would ask you at this point, Caden, is what's what do you worry about? in terms of providing this. What are, the, what are the biggest worries worries going forward? You know, we've already talked about, you know, that our rights are under threat from the sort of moral majority, which is, uh, I doubt that's true anymore uh, in, in terms of it being the majority, but there are overwhelming forceful powers in politics and uh, in, in culture that still push back. What are the things that you worry about uh, for the next year, two, three years? Um. 
Well, obviously, what's really concerning is just um, anti-trans legislation going on, especially in the South. Um, As a trans person myself, I received gender affirming care before the age of 18. And if I did not, I I believe I would have taken my own life at some point. Um, Trans people deserve health care and trans people deserve to feel in home in their body. And as I'm seeing the progression of these anti-trans laws being passed and talked about, and same thing with abortion and, and um, the gun control issue and everything, it's, it's so discouraging to see. And that is just, that is my primary worry is the lack of trans accessible healthcare, especially in the South right now, and the rates of suicide that are almost definitely going to go up following that. Yeah, it's sort of unfathomable, I suppose, in, in when you when you live and you work in a state which has a very different perspective. And, you know, it goes back to that issue about America is really two countries at the moment. Um, and uh, I hope that doesn't last forever. But just the thought of a parent um, having a child abuse uh, report filed against them if they engage with their children in, in you know, the, the process is pretty fascist, um, if you ask me. And um, we really do have to fight uh, against that. Um, just on the on the issue of reproductive rights as well, you know, um, I do feel that you know we have a country where 60 percent of the people, six, I think it's more than sixty three percent of the people actually believe that Roe versus Wade is an inalienable right, and it's a shame that we never actually went that distance. And again, Obama could have done that, but at the same time. Uh, I think my hopes around these issues, Caden, is that there is a majority of people who are who do think and do value individual human rights and will fight. Um, and and I think, you know, uh, I think we've poked the bear, uh, and I think the bear's waking up. And I think and I think it is. Well, um, be careful because there is going to be a backlash, and that's what I feel that there is a. It does, it's more than just the trans community, the gay community. It is, you know, reasonable, thoughtful, intelligent people in this country who will prevail. No, absolutely. I've been to um, several protests myself in terms of like, um, like Black Lives Matter protests and um, um, pro-choice protests. And some of the people that I meet there are not only just angry, but like super intelligent on what's going on. And I think people just don't assume that, you know, air quotes, the other side, human rights are something that they can just, oh, like, I just don't get it. I just don't understand this. I'm like, the resources are out there. We don't want to fight. We just want everybody to be educated and we want you to just listen. We want you to care about other people. And it's hard to communicate that with people that are just um, so stuck in their ways for such a long time. It's really difficult to break out of that thought pattern. Um, So I'm I'm just hopeful. Education is the best is the best cure for ignorance I have ever come up with in my life. I have spoken to numerous parents of tra- trans children and helped them to better understand like what their child was going through, um, which inherently improves their child's life. So I think our best tool is going to be education. Yeah, I do. You know, and I'm I'm joking now, of course, but it it's, it always makes me smile a little bit when you get these um, politicians who are anti-gay or anti-trans or um, whatever it might be and, and, and refuse to fund mental health. And I, I think about Pete Domenici and down in Arizona, who was a, um, I think, uh, a Republican. I think he was, yeah. Um, and he, um, he had a child 
that had severe bipolar disorder. And all of a sudden, he was putting bills through uh, the Senate, uh, increasing funding for mental health, because it hit close to home. You think about, you know, uh, Newt Gingrich's, uh, I think it was uh, Gingrich had a, a, a gay daughter, and all of a sudden, totally changed his mind about gay rights. So, you know, if it's close to home, uh, why can't we extend the notion of family uh, so that we recognize that, uh, you know, all families uh, or, or, or so many families have to deal with this. And, and by the way, I think nowadays most families deal with this in a way that is really thoughtful. And of course, there are uh, um, uh, examples of that that don't prove the rule. But I, I think we've come a long way in, in that recognition because in many ways, the work that you and uh, many people like you, Kedna, are doing around raising awareness um, and just being the face, I think, is, is just really important. Um, Caden, it has been a pleasure uh, chatting with you and thank you so much for giving up some of your valuable time. I'm sure you're rushing off to do some other oh, stuff yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a busy month, but it's it's what I love to do. So it's yeah. worth it. And we love to have you. So uh, thank you so much, Caden. Really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Take care. Bye.